The Sportscaster and Her Son is brought to you by Electroflex, a global leader in electrical conduit for over 60 years. Makers of Liquitite Flexible Conduit, electrically connecting our world. Welcome to the Sportscaster and Her Son, where sports bridges the gap between generations. I... I'm a baby boomer, hate to have to admit it, but my teenage son here, he's Generation Z. I'm your host, Peggy Kaczynski, 12-time Emmy Award-winning sportscaster at NBC Chicago. And I'm Jason Kanander, contributing writer for various websites, including Minor League Ball, Fan Sided, Busting Brackets, and Windy City. And I'm in high school for just a couple more months. Oh my gosh, you are so lucky. You know, we don't always get along. We're typical mother and, and son, but we do both love sports, and we have found that that really kind of bridges the generation gap between us. So we try to cross over generations and discuss sports yesterday, today, and tomorrow right here on this podcast. So, Jason, let's talk about today first. How's your uh, final year of high school? It's going really good. It's going really good. I'm enjoying it. Um, just trying to suck in, like, every last every last moment. Um, enjoying being a senior. It's a different feeling, but it's good to be around my friends all the time and um, really positive atmosphere at school. So You love high school, don't you? I love it. I love it. I genuinely enjoy waking up and going to school every morning. So, um, And yeah. you take – and we should say that it's not easy because you take the train to school. It takes you – I don't you, take the train every day. Well, I take okay, the train not anymore, twice a week. Twice a week. But it takes you over an hour to get to school every day, right? How long does it take you? Yeah, it takes me about an hour, but I enjoy it. I enjoy it, and it's it's a positive experience. It's not something where I mean, when the train's a little different, but when I when I'm driving, it's it's like you know I get to listen to my music, I get to um, have conversations with my brother. So you know, it's fun. Okay, so what are you not going to miss with the train? Um, just about everything. The people, <laughs> the people, the smell, the, sm- <laughs> the inconveniences. It's just it's not a good experience. I actually like taking the train downtown. Well, you take the train probably about once or twice a month. Yeah. <laughs> I take, I I mean, I take it twice a week, so. I know, but I, I'm very proud of you. It's exciting to see you, how much you've matured and grown these last three, four years now. And I can't believe how quickly high school has gone. I, right. I, I just, I yeah. cannot believe that. It's really amazing. Okay, so in this episode, QB or not QB? We are talking about the Bears quarterback. Did they hit or did they miss? Jason, the Bears are struggling with Mitch Trubisky. Is he a franchise quarterback? Right now, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, just looks looks un, unprepared, unorganized in the uh, in the huddle. Does not look past his first read. He does not look like a leader. Um, there were times last year, especially in the playoff game, where he stepped up and he looked like he could have been could have been a franchise quarterback. But as we stand right now, heading into week eight, I believe we're in now, um, does not look good. Uh, so just hope they can get it together. It's so disappointing because coming out of training camp, the coaches were talking about you're going to see a market improvement with Mitch Trubisky this year, his second year in Matt Nagy's offense. Uh, he's really taking strides. They're calling it, you know, Bears 202 under Matt Nagy. And it just we just haven't seen it. Now, you know, he got injured, came back, played terrible in his return. I mean, absolutely terrible in the return. But all of that aside, he wasn't playing well before that. It just looked like he had regressed. 
Well, first of all, I don't understand why you're trading up to draft a running back and then you're only going to hand the ball off seven times. A in quarterback. The game. Yeah. No, 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 no. David Montgomery. Oh, David um, Montgomery. Oh, oh, oh. Right. So I think that the way the offense is laid out and the, the strategy and the scheme, I don't think that it's it's good at all, especially for someone. You see Trubisky started one year at North Carolina, started half half the year his rookie season. Last season was his first full season starting the NFL. So really, this is only his this is his third full season almost um, as a quarterback, period. So or three and a half. Um, so. You need to understand that he's not going to be playing as well as some of these other guys that are picked so high. But at the same time, you'd like to see progression, and there's been nothing but regression so far to this point. Um, some of it falls on the coaching staff, but um, when you draft somebody second overall, you expect them to have the skill and the wherewithal to pick themselves up and produce. Um, just hasn't been that way so far. And I think that the, that's why Matt Nagy is so frustrated, and we haven't typically seen him like he was the last two Bears losses. And we should actually say that we are taping this um, right before they play the Chargers. So it was after their loss to the Saints. Then prior to that, they had the bye week coming off the loss to the Raiders in London. So back-to-back games where they looked bad, they had a break in between, and they, they still looked bad. And I think that's why Matt Nagy is so frustrated because he doesn't even know what to call anymore. He, he If you look at the numbers, of this team, they're at 30th in yards per game, 26th in points per game, 28th in rushing, 29th in passing. So what is he supposed to do? They, they can't run the ball. They can't pass the ball. He, he's just got his hands thrown up. Like, what is he supposed to do? Is it between the ears now with Trubisky? I mean, it's not like they don't have the talent, though. Montgomery was very, very good at, at Iowa State. Tariq Cohen, obviously very talented. Wide receivers, Allen Robinson has looked good. Taylor Gabriel had that huge game against the Redskins. Anthony Miller, love to see more out of Anthony Miller. Um, so it's not like they don't have the weapons. I just think that resetting the offense, um, I mean, you can't really simplify anymore because the offense is about as simple as it can get. And, um, you know, I just think, I don't think it's a lost cause. I don't think that it's, it's right for people to give up at this point. But um, I also think that, we need to see, we need to start seeing things progress a little bit, especially against the Chargers team that's two and five. Um, they should really they they should be able to pull out a win. Well, and that's the thing is that this will be airing probably after that game, so we'll understand a little bit more, maybe or maybe not. I mean, maybe it's just kind of a feel good game for him. Um, but in the big picture, without specific games that the Bears, you know, will or will not have played, the big picture is you have to worry about. Uh, his stats do not show improvement the last two years. There were glimpses last year, like you said, in the playoff game. There were glimpses. But his stats do not show that kind of improvement. I mean, last year he had a 66.6% completion percentage. Um, This year... 64%. 64%. Now, granted, it's through five starts, uh, but still, it, you know, in, in one of them, he only had, what, six pass attempts or three pass attempts before he got injured. So I understand that he there's a lot of room for him to get better. Um, but an 82.8 passer rating, that that's not good enough. It's just not good enough. They have a lot of hands up in the air and all hands on deck with this coaching staff. They have enough offensive minds in there that should be able to straighten this thing out. Right. Don't you think? Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think that I, I've never really focused on the stats too much because last season, if you were focused on the stats purely for Trubisky, you would have thought, well, maybe he's not at the level of a playoff team, but the Bears are still a playoff 
playoff team, and they should have won that game against Philly. So I don't think the stats matter, but just based off the eye test, he does not does not look like like the same quarterback as last year. In fact, he looks like a significantly worse quarterback. Uh, great. Big amount of overthrows, underthrows, missing reads, not looking past his first target. It's just the offense cannot be simplified anymore. It cannot be simplified anymore. So you need to see progression, and you need to see it now, or else you start to wonder, do you have to draft a quarterback early on next year? Well, and Twitter has been filled with all these armchair quarterbacks like us right now, um, sitting back and just you know taking apart every single one of his plays, whether it's the easiest RPO or a downfield route that is a little bit more difficult to make, to the pass to make, but but he, he still misses it. Uh, everyone, everyone is criticizing him. But one of the things that is in common is his technique and his footwork is a mess. And that is, that can be corrected but I'm not so sure it can be corrected in the middle of the season. That just shows a guy that's, you know, he's got happy feet, he's throwing off of his back foot. That's something that they're going to have to address first and foremost and somehow put together game plans that are going to give him the confidence to have the swagger of a starting quarterback again because right now he doesn't have it. Yeah, no, he looks he looks lost in the pocket, lost in the huddle, does not look like he has confidence with starting quarterback. So, um but then again, one good game can can lead to four or five good games, which you'd love to see. So uh, the footwork, it's easy to get caught up in that. But just in general, the throws been all over the place this year. So I think maybe against the Chargers this week, you see good drive to start out the game, and maybe that carries over into a good game, and then that good game carries over into multiple good games. So, I mean, at least that's what we can hope. All right, so how do you scout? How do you target? How do you develop a quarterback Let's bring in someone that knows a little bit of something about that. Charlie Casserly can be seen throughout the week on NFL Network's NFL Now at 12 o'clock noon Central Time here in Chicago, and you can follow him on Twitter at Charlie Casserly. And he joins the sportscaster and her son right now. Charlie, thank you for your time. This is a difficult time for Bears fans as they are watching Mitch Trubisky. What is it that you have seen from the Bears quarterback this year? He's been inconsistent, which is what he was last year, but he was able to make more plays running the football. Uh, like the other thing is, when you look at the Bears, who, who's the guy you have to defend? There's nobody that jumps out. So I think he's limited by his weapons. Which is interesting because the Bears, typically, when you're developing a young quarterback, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when you are developing a young quarterback, typically you want to surround him with the weapons. So it protects him. You want to build up the offensive line. They brought in Allen Robinson. They brought in uh, Trey Burton, um, Taylor Gabriel. All of, They have all of these weapons around him, but it seems like the whole offense isn't performing together, and yet we saw glimpses of it in the past with him. Yeah, I, I think people have figured out that um, uh, they don't have any, you know, top weapons. I mean, they've got some good players, but, you know, there's no one guy that uh, you got to go double cover. Uh, you know, that that's what you're missing with this thing, and I think that hurts them. So, uh, and it hurts Trubisky, too. But, you know, Trubisky just hadn't been consistent, uh, which he wasn't last year either. So that that's kind of caught up with him. So then, what what would you say was the uh, would be 
like the main cause, I guess, for the step back this year? Because when you look at the offense and the skill players, with the exception of David Montgomery in and Jordan Howard out, it's really the same, the same wides, the same tight end. Um, so what what would you say past the lack of weapons between the past two seasons? What do you think has um, caused Trubisky well, to Burton, step back? Burton, Burton hasn't had the same effect as he had a year ago because he was hurt. Um, and I think when you look at uh, um, you know people look at people and they defend better the second year around. Um, mm-hmm. And again, Trubisky was able to make some plays with his legs last year. I don't see him making this year. So you know you have that aspect of it too. Um, so that that's it's a combination of those things. Have you noticed his footwork and his, the the little things with him regressing at all? Have you noticed that? No, I, I haven't seen enough of him to be able to make that statement. Yeah, the the good thing is the Bears have a lot of offensive minded coaches on their staff, and that should help them. Um, I. I get the sense that Matt Nagy is getting frustrated because um, they're they're struggling in the run game, they're struggling in the passing game, um, they're in the bottom of the NFL in almost every offensive category. So when you have a guy like that, that the entire offense that might be struggling, Charlie, what would you do? What what would you tell your head coach? Go back to basics, you know, just pound the ball. You know, what do you do to regain that rhythm, regain the confidence, not only of the quarterback but of the guys playing around him? Well, I think that I'm not going to say anything they haven't already thought about. I think they do have to run the ball more uh, just to get some kind of balance and, uh, and give Trubisky a chance to get some play-action passes. But uh, I'm sure what they've done is going back and looking, here's the things that Trubisky does best, this is what we're going to work on, and this is what we're going to throw. Um, but, you know, I think I think he's hit a point where, um, you know, Trubisky just hasn't gone to the next level, and defenses have caught up with him. Uh, that they've shut down the run, forced them to be consistent from the pocket, and he hasn't been consistent from the pocket. Let's say that this doesn't work out. Trubisky doesn't improve throughout these last eight or so games. Um, what would you think would be the best course of action for the Bears' front office to take after the season? Well, if there's a quarterback in the draft that you like, you absolutely take him. You don't uh, you don't sit there and, and say, okay, we've got uh, uh, you know Trubisky with us, and we're going to keep riding him. Um, I don't think you throw them out. You bring in a competition for them. And again, if you have a first-round draft choice, then uh, that's what you go ahead and do. Have you done that? Have you? In, in, at what point in the season do you make that decision that he's done? Um, do you ride well, him out? Uh, do you, you, play, you play him. Yeah. Okay. In other words, if, if he's playing to the point he's hurting you and you think Chase Daniel can play better, you put Chase Daniel in. Right. Uh, you got to play the best player. Have you paid enough attention to the college players right now? Is there any quarterbacks that are no, jumping I out? I, I don't get into that until December, or January. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm too busy with the pro stuff right now. So, you know, where I would have an opinion of that is when I get into the spring. That's when I feel I can talk about those guys. What did you think of Mitch Trubisky when he was coming out of North Carolina? I liked him. I, I thought the guy was smart. He knew where to go with the football. Um, I did, did think he was uh, an infallible prospect. I thought there was some consistency issues, but I liked him as a prospect. I, th- I thought he had a chance to be a uh, winning player in the NFL. And Mahomes and Watson was the big issue for Ryan Pace to to trade up 
and to take Trubisky ahead of these guys, you know, it, it drives me crazy because I think people are forgetting what the scouting reports were on Mahomes and Watson at that point. And, and really, you know, those are two teams that did take a big risk in drafting those guys, and now they look like geniuses. What did you think no, of those right guys? And I, and I think in Houston, I think that they weren't, there was definitely a division there. On whether this guy, how good this guy's going to be, but I mean, he emerged uh, tremendously, and and it's a credit to him, it's a credit to the coaching. Uh, Mahomes, I think they were sold on Mahomes, but I think there were also some skepticism about Mahomes too. So, uh, uh, so that, that there was unknowns uh, by both of those teams when they took them, but they took them and it's panned out. So you, you give credit, but you're right about that. It wasn't the sure shot on either one of them at the time. What do you think about Baker Mayfield? He and uh, Trubisky have had both. They both took steps back. Um, I mean, Mayfield won, didn't win rookie of the year, but he had had record breaking year for rookie quarterback. Whose issues are more fixable, and who do you like more in the long run? You mean the Baker and Trubisky? Yeah, Baker has more talent to throw the football, so I'm going to have to go with the guy who has more talent. Uh, I don't know enough about. Um, you know where Baker's issues are this year, so I, I, I think you just go. You look at the guy who has the most talent, and you go with him until something surfaces where it's it's not coachable anymore. I I, I haven't got that impression from the people that I know in Cleveland. A couple more questions here for Charlie Casserly. Nice enough to join us here from NFL Network. And, Charlie, let's move over to the general manager. You spent uh, – I, I lost track. Was it 23 years in the NFL front offices? You know... Uh, well, yeah, I was 23 in the front office, and I was 29 overall. Okay. So you know what it's like sitting in Ryan Pace's seat right now. And I think people don't know, like, how, how should we judge Ryan Pace in his fifth year? He inherited John Fox, was able to then bring in Matt Nagy. He moved up to draft his his quarterback that he really wanted coming out of the, the Saints organization. He saw that coach and quarterback mix. He traded for Khalil Mack. But people are going up and down. They're like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. How would you grade him at this point? In, in- He's positive. The problem nowadays is nobody has any patience. Yeah. Everybody has an opinion. And and you got in running a club, you got to ignore all that. You don't pay attention to that. Bottom line is the defense, though, the last two weeks, you know, has suffered some, and that's because they lost the team X. That, that's what happened to them. Mm-hmm. He was more important to the defense than I think anybody realized. Um, so, but the defense is, is, is very good. Um, you know, they have some good players on offense. Uh, if, you know, if the quarterback doesn't work out, you have to go get another one. So I see a lot more positive than negative there. And, you know, we have this knee-jerk reaction to fire everybody. Uh, you need to stay the course uh, with people, and, uh, and and eventually you you know you get solid, uh, you solidify your football team. How much of Trubisky's struggles do you think falls on the front office for not addressing the players around him? Well, you know I think they tried to address it, uh, and then they've got some good players. It's just to me they don't have any stars at running back or wide receiver or tight end, and that certainly would help the offense. Um, would it help Trubisky? Yes, but Trubisky needs to help himself more. Okay, so last question, Charlie. Uh, how do you pick a quarterback in the draft when you are scouting them? When you are looking at them, um, what are you looking for? And and is it 
intangibles that you're looking for? And how do you measure whether or not they're, you know, the the million dollar question is whether or not they will be a successful NFL quarterback? Well, there's, there's probably more misses than hits. So uh, quarterbacks, that's one thing. Uh, I guess two things. One, I think intelligence is important. I think toughness is crucial. Okay. Um, as to the skill set, depends on what you look for. We had Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs wanted a strong arm quarterback. Be able to throw the deep outs and throw deep. Other people want some guy who can move. Um, I think accuracy is something that um, rarely gets improved. So you have to you have to take that as a given and work for that. But I think it depends on what you want in the system and whether it's the arm strength, whether it's the movement, um, intelligence, toughness, accuracy. I'm not sure that you can change those. It's a good point. I think uh, patience is the key with this. Charlie Casserly, we really appreciate you taking the time. NFL Network analyst, follow him on Twitter at Charlie Casserly, and you can check out Charlie throughout the week on NFL Network's NFL Now at 12 o'clock noon here in Chicago. Thank you, Charlie. All right, thank you. Well, it's really interesting to hear what Charlie Casserly had to say, that it's the, the guys around Mitch Trubisky. Um, it's hard. I mean, it's hard. Ryan Pace, remember, came out of Mickey Loomis. He was That was the tutelage with the New Orleans Saints. And he saw the relationship between head coach and quarterback with Drew Brees. And he knows how important that is to have. And I think he thought he had that. I'm not so sure now. You know, you have to stick it out. They, they've got to try to fix it. And like Charlie Casserly said, you got bring in some competition. But if he's not getting the job done, you make the move. What you- Absolutely. I mean, I thought I thought it was pretty interesting how he said that um, it's for lack of the weapons around him. I think maybe he said that uh, by virtue of comparison to the other quarterbacks, his level. Mahomes has Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Deshaun Watson has DeAndre Hopkins, his best wide receiver in the NFL. Um, I don't think that the Bears' offensive weapons are necessarily as bad as they were described. Um, I just think that it's the manner in which they're utilizing those weapons. You cannot do shotgun handoff with Mike Davis. You cannot continue to let Tariq Cohen run 1,000 yards outside and only get a gain of two. Or or like they did up the middle. And you cannot continue to do the checkdowns. <laughs> They need to know how to utilize their weapons. I would like to see Riley Ridley play, considering the fact that you use a fourth-round pick on him. Um, and I'd like to see Anthony Miller step it up. Anthony Miller was on Twitter complaining about his care, about, complaining about his targets and carries, and he fumbles the second time he touches exactly. the ball. Exactly. So I think that there's a big mess in the offense, but it's fixable. You have talent, Robinson, Burton, if he can stay on the field, Cohen, Montgomery. Once all those guys start to click, if they start to click, then the offense will look a lot better and Trubisky will get into a rhythm as a result. He does bring up a great point, as do you, Jason, that the guys around him are not pro bowlers, and and that is an issue. So maybe they can talk Gronk into coming back and they can start with at least a big— They could be pro bowlers. Robinson's been a pro bowler before. Burton, I believe, is a pro bowler before. Cohen was a fringe pro bowler last year and was a pro bowler on special teams. It's not like they don't have talent. Yeah, that's a good point. So, okay, let's talk about tomorrow. What's going to happen tomorrow? It's time for Jason's predictions. I feel like we should be like, Jason. All right, so literally, literally tomorrow— I th- Wait, but can I just congratulate you? You did pretty good— on our last episode of predicting that the Cubs would not make the playoffs. And I thought you were just... It was pretty easy to see that. 
I, I thought maybe it was an eyes. emotional prediction, but no. that was actually the, no, well no, no. done, my son. Well done. Um, so I think literally tomorrow, Kanye West's album is going to come out. It's been pushed back like four or five times. This is like the new release date. I actually think it's going to come out. This is so I think it's going to come out Friday, October 25th for those listening. OK, uh, <laughs> after that, Bulls playoffs. Bulls looked interesting last night. They blew a uh, 10 point lead in the fourth quarter. They came back from a 16 point deficit. They were against who should be the worst team in the NBA in the Hornets, and they still lost. But I liked what I saw, so they're going to make the playoffs. And then You know there's a lot more games. Yeah, there's 81 more games, yeah. and they're going to win yeah. 46 of those. Okay. So Ay-yay. my third oh, prediction— Oh, so that was your prediction is 46 wins? No, don't, don't focus on that. Just focus on the fact that they're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> They'll take less than that. Adam. They'll take less than that to get into the West or East. Uh, uh, finally, Sox signed J.D. Martinez. Um, for my people, I've heard nothing but good things about that. I think the Sox are ready to throw some money this offseason. I think last season they were too, but I have a little bit of a different feeling based off of what I've heard and just my personal feeling. So J.D. Martinez, big free agent out of Boston, hmm. throw him a lot of money. Finally bring some winning back to the south side. There you go. All right. Well done. All right. My final thought is this. In my adult lifetime, I have seen a lot of Bears quarterbacks. How many? Well, I, I don't even know if I could count, but I'm going to try. So I will call this my adult since after college. So when I started following the team as an adult, Jim McMahon, Steve Fuller, Mike Tomczak, Doug Flutie, Mike Hohenzie, that was the strike year, by the way, Jim Harbaugh. And that's when I started covering the team as a reporter. So since I started covering the team as a reporter, add on Peter Tom Willis, Will Fuhrer, Steve Walsh, Eric Kramer, Dave Craig, Rick Meyer, Steve Stenstrom. Moses Moreno, yes. Shane Matthews, Cade McDown, the handicap Parker. Jim Miller, Chris Chandler, Henry Burris, Cordell Stewart, Sexy Rexy Grossman, who actually, you know, was there in the Super Bowl with them. Craig Krenzel, Chad Hutchinson, oh my gosh, he had the fear of God in his eyes. Jonathan Quinn, okay, if, if Hutchinson had the fear of God, Quinn had the fear of the devil in his. Finally came Kyle Orton, who every guy in that locker room loved him. Brian Greasy, Jake Cutler, tougher than anyone wants to admit. Todd Collins, Caleb Haney, Josh McCown, one of the best backups ever. Jason Campbell, Jimmy Clausen, Matt Barkley, we hardly knew you, Brian Hoyer, Mike Glennon, Mitch Trubisky, and Chase Daniel. That's 37 quarterbacks in 34 years. And since I started covering the team in 1993 with Jim Harbaugh, 32 teams in 25 years, 32 quarterbacks in 25 years. Even if you take out the guys who started just a couple of games, it's still 25 quarterbacks in 25 years. I speak for many Chicago fans when I say, please just get it right. I'll hang up and wait for my answer. Our thanks to Charlie Casserly from NFL Network. You can follow him on Twitter at Charlie Casserly and see Charlie throughout the week on NFL Network's NFL Now at 12 o'clock noon in Chicago. Our thanks to Adam Yaffe for his amazing support, his patience, his expertise in driving this podcast. Artwork and logo designed by Shay Canander, the other twin. Subscribe to our podcast, The Sportscaster and Her Son, on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Really, it's wherever you listen. And please follow us where, Jason? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I don't even know anymore. Um, you can find <laughs> my stories on Fanside and my mom's on NBCChicago.com. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, guys.
just get it right. The Sportscaster and Her Son is brought to you by Electroflex, a global leader in electrical conduit for over 60 years. Makers of Liquitite Flexible Conduit, electrically connecting our world.